Welcome to the Restoration Church Life Podcast. This resource exists to keep you informed about the various happenings inside the life of our church and equip you to apply the gospel to all areas of life, that together we might delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Hello, Restoration Church. I am sitting here with our sister, Alex. Alex, say hello. Hello there. Uh, Hopefully her voice is somewhat familiar to you, though (laughs) it was about, uh, I guess, uh, 15, 16 months ago that Mm -hmm. we prayed for you in one of our services, and you took off to... Yeah, I took off to the Middle East. Yes, you did. Never to be seen again. No. (laughs) (laughs) I came back. back. Uh, So... Uh, how long were you a part of Restoration Church before then? Mm, since 2012, so I guess that would have been four to five, probably going on five years. Yeah, so four or five years you're part of Restoration Church. You were inside the life of our church. Yeah. And so tell us, why would you leave <laughs> D.C. to go to a place that was not home, uh, not as many connections. Why would you pick up and go to the Middle East? Yeah, um, definitely wasn't for the scenery. Um, <laughs> Though I'm sure it's beautiful. Yeah, in its own way, it is beautiful. <laughs> um, no, I think pretty early on, uh, God gave me a heart for Muslim. And um, so I've been really praying about an opportunity to go of where he was leading me um, to share the good news of Jesus with them. So um, it's been something I had been praying about a lot before I went, almost six or seven years, and then I finally got to go. And you even kind of planned that in a way because you took languages that would help you communicate uh, in that area of the world? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even yeah looked at colleges that had the language I was looking for, for that part of the world, to understand um, their holy book better. And... Yeah, and even ended up studying abroad in that part of the world, too, just to get get more used to it. Um, and How just, long was your study abroad in the um, East? How long were you so there? So it was a semester in one country, and then I was um, in Turkey for two months also. Okay. Yeah, so, so there six for months. six months. Yeah. And remind me, was your study abroad in the same place that you went back to? Yeah, it was in the same country, um, but in the capital, so a lot okay. different setting than where I lived <laughs> this past year. Okay, very good. So God has God gave you a heart to go and take the gospel, the good news of Jesus, mm-hmm. to those that don't know, uh, that are in a different part of the world. Yeah. And so you up and you left and you went to the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And what exact you were there for? How long? I was there for one year. Exactly. One year. Uh, and so you had to support raise. Yep. And yeah. we'll come back to this. You're still support raising. Yes, we'll, we'll come I back. am. Yep, yep, yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, but so, what did you do there for a year? Yeah, um, so I was with a team there. The How same, many people were on the team? Um, about eight or nine. It fluctuated by about eight yeah. or nine. Men and women? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, right. Yeah, family, um, couples, and some singles. Wonderful. Um, and so we partnered with a local church there. And um, we. so our main thing was we had food packages for refugees. Um, and so that was our in. But our main focus was uh, what we called Discovery Bible studies with these refugee families. So on, on the, so you are in this country. You are not in the capital city. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are outside the capital. Pretty rural. Yeah, it's, it's um, a dusty desert town. A dusty desert town with, where a, a significant amount of refugees mm-hmm. from various countries. Um, yes, a couple, but we worked specifically with one. Okay, yeah. so so but. 
specifically one, and so they're they're coming. They're and they're in. Are they in typical refugee camps? Yeah. Types of settlements. So they're um, right outside our town was a big refugee plant camp that's pretty popular. Um, that had probably seventy thousand, and okay. then we had the same number of refugees living in the town I lived in that were not in the refugee camp. Okay. So our focus. Was so wait, in the in the in the city, where would they live? They lived in um, any place that they could find. So they would live. Um, the UN would give them uh, subsidies for um, rent, uh-huh. but only for a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they would live in pretty, pretty rough, um, maybe one bedroom apartments with lots of mold. Um, and a lot of times they would move every few months because they couldn't pay the rent. Um, so even though they were settled in a town for, you know, most of them been there three or four years, they're actually still moving every few months. Right. Yeah. So you have over a hundred, roughly 140,000 refugees in this dusty desert town. Yeah. (laughs) And you move in and it's a team of eight or nine people Mm -hmm. with the hope of sharing the good news. Yes. And so what do you even do? How do you even go about doing that? Yeah. Um, So God is really great in the way that he brings people with a similar heart together. So uh, there's a local church who was reaching out um, mostly physical needs of the refugees there um, through food packages. So they said they would partner with us. Um, and so we would get names of families who needed food, and that would be our uh, entry point to meet with these families in their homes, which is very rare in this part of the world. Like to get into somebody's home normally would take, you know, believers years to get mm. into one home. And we were getting into new homes, you know, I would be visiting two to three different families a day, four days a week. Um, and every time we visited a home, we would always share a Jesus story. Um, and we used... So what uh, do you mean by Jesus story? Mm-hmm. So we, um, so this is a pretty low literacy um, culture, or not culture, I should say mm-hmm. people we're working with. So we use story cards. Um, so basically, we would um, normally just start from the Gospels and really... Good place fo- to start. Yeah, and really focus on... <laughs> things that Jesus said and did Um, because there's a lot of common ground that there's a lot of bridges that can be built between Muslims and Christians on who Jesus said or what Jesus did and what he taught. So we start there um, and we would just draw four very basic like stick figure pictures. um, And also that helped me learn language faster (laughs) is learning these stories. And instead of reading it from uh, the book, we would share it as oral storytelling. So one that's a very popular way of passing down history in that culture. Um, and two people just like stories. So people memorize stories quicker. They actually think about them more. Um, and Jesus told stories all yeah. the time. So we're also doing what he did. So every time we visited a family, we would always share one of these stories. Um, and there would always be a few basic questions around it. Like, what does this tell us? What do we like about it? What does this tell us about God? What does this tell us about people, ourselves? And if this is true, what should we do or what should we change about how we live? Um, and from that, you just you have an open door. Um, so people who are really hungry or um, very open can go all day with that, those prompts. And those who are closed or not ready, then you, you get a pretty good sense of that after a few visits. Um, so that was 
most of our days was just doing that in people's homes, getting fed very well by people who have very little. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> the hospitality yeah. of those who have little and mm-hmm. how they just come out and, and just are kind and lavish yeah. you with what they do have. It's, it's absolutely amazing. incredible. So I was there for their um, for Ramadan, for their okay. uh, holy month where they fast all month. Um, and I told one family of one woman who I was uh, mentoring, um, oh, I'm getting, you know, I'm fasting every Friday, like, you know, to, um, she was a um, Muslim background believer. So I'm like, I'm going to pray on Friday with you guys that more people will know Jesus. And she's like, okay. Like she was already fasting all month. She's like, okay, I can pray with you in that. She's like, but who are you going to break your fast with? I was like, oh, I'll just do it at home. She's like, no, you that you won't eat enough. And so this woman who had five other, six other mouths to feed and barely making ends meet was like, no, you have to break your fast every Friday with us. Mm. So, Wow. Yeah. Very, very hospital. In my yeah. trips, uh, a couple of trips to the Middle East, that's one of the things I've been blown away yeah. by is just the, their hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. From the, I've been in homes that have been very nice and well-to-do and literally refugee tents. And I'm like, I don't even know how, how you just came up with yeah, this Yeah, exactly. And this where did tea, this come from? And this, you know, the <laughs> yeah. tea cup and spoon. I, yeah. I don't even know where it came from, but yeah. it's, it's, it's wonderfully generous. Uh-huh. It shows you how the, the image of God uh, is in, in people and how mm-hmm. we're created to share and how life is joyful yeah. when we do share. So, yeah. So you did that. Mm-hmm. You, did a lot of, you also did the, uh, whatever this, the club the is. I'll, club. I'll let you describe yeah. the, um, you know. and so another thing, which is really close to my heart, um, was just to see girls empowered with their true identity, um, as beloved in Jesus, um, and for them to transform their community from within with that knowledge. Um, so, with that, we we started um, a girls mentoring group that was called the Princess Club, in partnership with another organization, and um, yeah, I, that was very encouraging uh, to see twelve girls um, really start to um, unlearn what they thought God thought about them and start to relearn and discover um, who they are. So that looked like doing the Jesus stories again, just a little bit more active since mm-hmm. they're girls and then having an activity that they practice the truth in, for example, like forgiveness, practicing forgiveness in the group and then um, a reflection. So like a, a prayer journal or a, we call it a princess diary, but a prayer journal. Oh, my where, daughters would love that. Princess diary. <laughs> <laughs> um, where they reflect on what did I learn about God this week? Like just kind of to take a time to think about what they learned instead of just going on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, that's something I'm continuing to be a part of, even though I'm in the States. I'm continuing to support uh, local women in the Middle East who want to continue those uh, those groups and discipleship That's relationships. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Great. I'm going to ask you some more questions about that. In a yeah. Minute, yeah. But <laughs> you, you helped translate a lot of that material, right? To, yeah. Cause you were the, the first in that particular country and context to use this material to mm-hmm. help girls begin to understand the identity, who they are. If they trust in Christ, they are a daughter, not based on what they do, but simply because of who Christ is, what he did. Mm-hmm. They're beloved in the beloved. Yeah. Sort of thing. You, you help, translate some of that material. Yeah. Right? So by help translate it, I found people who could translate it well. Yeah. Um, but yes, so yeah. we got it translated into Arabic for the first time, wow. which is amazing. It's just mm-hmm. a, such a huge, um, you know, 
a huge milestone because now it can be used in, even if it's adapted um, for the context, it can be used in the whole Arabic-speaking world. Andy, yeah, Arabics that, that love Jesus, yeah. right, now have another tool to, mm-hmm. to use in there as they try to tell others about uh-huh. Jesus. Yeah, I think that's a great thing. What we noticed also is some of our um, our, our friends who love Jesus who speak Arabic they don't have as many tools or resources as we do because right. everything's in English yes, or maybe Spanish, yes. but um, not in their mother right. tongue. Not in their mother tongue. Good. Yeah. Good. So one story mm-hmm. uh, mm. out of a year. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so just one story that you would say, this was a, one of the highlights of yeah. looking back on the year that I spent on the ground mm-hmm. there. What would, it, what would it be? Man, I think it might be probably what I shared with you earlier. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, this woman who I'd been uh, mentoring, discipling. For. And how did she was was she part of the team, or she was part of the church that was there, or no, you just met her as you she, were out and about yeah, doing stuff? Yeah, we were bringing food packages to her family. Okay, she was the one who told me I had to break fast with her. Ah, um, okay. And so she, I went pretty deep with a few. Um, I didn't. So there were probably like five or six women who I was really going deep with. Versus like dozens of people, um, just because of my language capacity, sure. I would I'd check out. So I'm sure you were exhausted after yeah. a day of speaking your <laughs> So um, she ended up. Um, I've been visiting her for about ten months. So out of the twelve months I was there, I was visiting her ten months, and um, she's a Muslim background uh, believer, and so what that means is, um, so she still covers because that's culturally appropriate. It's not something um, that um, gets in the way of her following Jesus. Let's say that. So anyway, so she helped actually with the Princess Club. She was one of the leaders with me. And by the end, she was the one leading it. She was leading this Jesus story discussion. Um, so one time, one of the stories was about, um, lessons was about Jesus is the way. Um, and so, and that's makes sense for um the people in that context, because they are always praying for God to show them the straight path or the way to him. So we're showing that Jesus is the way. So we were, I was trying to explain to her broken Arabic, like, this is what we want them to know that Jesus is the way to God, but Jesus is God, but he's the way to God. And that's, you know, that's already, you can tell that's a very confusing idea. My daughters ask that all the time. Like, wait, wait a minute. There's your way. What, what? what are you saying? I thought he is God. Yes, he is. Yeah. But he's so, the way. Yeah. Um, and so she was finally like, uh, Alex, they just need to know that Jesus is God. And mm. I was like, oh, yeah, what yeah. you said. I was like, that's why you're teaching. And just that moment, which is such a pivotal moment for Muslim background believers to be able to say that Jesus is God, um, because that they don't have a context for that. Um, so I think that was one of the highlights of just seeing like nine, at that point, eight months of mentoring, discipling, seeing that genuine confession of of faith without um, feeling like she was trying to please me or, you know, just trying to get something out of me, really just um, declaring that for herself. Yeah. Yeah. And just to, and to know as you go, like, that's what she's teaching others. They need to know Jesus uh-huh. is God. He is the way. Yeah. And then to see, I think right after that, it wasn't just like, okay, she said it. That's great. The next day she was teaching that same truth to 12 girls. Yeah. And I think the idea of de- making disciples that make disciples was one of the most beautiful things I was learning is that it doesn't just stop with the person you're discipling. 
it's who they're discipling. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, one of the hardest things while you were there? Ooh, um, it's hard to be a single woman there. Yes. Um, so yeah. that, uh, that wore on me the first couple of months. But I think even more than that, I think there's just some, some mental battles of feeling like I'm failing or what am I doing here? I can't speak air. Like I can't speak the language. Why, why did I come all the way here? Um, so I think a lot of, uh, those things of just feeling like I was inadequate, um, kind of the enemy really getting at that, um, was probably one of the more challenging things to get. Just, so the spiritual warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Of- it's very real. Um, and with that, I would like, to, I also, one thing I learned that, um, I, I didn't quite understand the significance of before was the power of prayer, mm-hmm. how I could feel like I, I can't communicate the gospel well in this, <laughs> in this language yet, yeah, but I can pray for each person I visit, you know, 10 minutes, uh, before and after, um, and just seeing the walls that fell just because people were praying and people here, Thank you to all those who are on my our shield team. Um, we're praying for these people that we saw incredible uh, fruit and people, you know, just incredible things that wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been able to do out of my own strength. So yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. One or two ways, like so, you sent you you would faithfully thank you for that by the way thank <laughs> for faithfully sending out ways we could pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were one or two things that were helpful the way people interacted with you that was encouraging mm. to you while you were there, right? So, Lord willing, there'll be many that go through Restoration yeah. Church that go on to the nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some sent out formally, others just going out to do their thing, and just we just mm-hmm. sh- you know sh- share the gospel. But how were you encouraged during mm-hmm. those emails, text messages, whatever it was? Yeah, um, I was always encouraged when people respond to. <laughs> The weekly emails um, or the monthly newsletters, just because I'm like, I'm even though I know people are reading it, it's sometimes nice just to get a, like, you know, praying for you, um, and just some people also uh, encouraging me. One newsletter I wrote was, you know, about me crying in the middle of a Princess Club of just like the difficulty of feeling like I was failing, and so many people responded with encouragement, um, and also just. Um, genuinely happy that I was sharing something that wasn't just positive news, that just sharing the reality of the ground. Um, so I think both of those are really encouraging of being encouraged, of being, being able to share vulnerably yes. with uh, restoration and know that I'd be encouraged in that. And yeah. So. so there you go, restoration. There you have it. Thank you. Yeah. The folks <laughs> on the field uh, out laboring actually do read replies and emails and are encouraged by them. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> you have it firsthand. So you're back here, uh, but mm-hmm. you already mentioned this. You're not altogether stopping your work in yeah. the Middle East, and you're not even stopping doing what you were doing. And so tell yeah. us now that you're back in mm-hmm. D.C., uh, other than getting married, congratulations. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm getting married. <laughs> uh, in the next, whatever it is, seven, eight months. Uh-huh. Uh, that's important, but that's got to be another podcast, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> take two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you doing now that you're back here? Yeah, so now I am still with my same organization um, and partnering with the organization that did the Princess Club. So that means that I am <clears throat> coaching and equipping uh, local people, particularly women um, in the Middle East and with Arabic-speaking uh, peoples uh, to disciple girls. So that looks like me Skyping them, me helping them adapt 
um, the Princess Club uh, lessons uh, to make sense in their context and also me visiting them and just helping them on the ground. Um, so that's a lot of what I'm doing. So that I'm doing that for about 25 hours a week. So essentially you're helping mm-hmm. people do what you were doing. Yeah. So I'm kind of taking a step back and helping other people to do that. So coaching or discipling, however you right. would say that, p- more people to be able to do what we started doing when I was there. Wonderful. Yeah. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's, you You get a full-time salary for that, right? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, if anyone wants to give a full-time salary for that, please do. Um, no, I'm still support raising the same way I was when I went to the Middle East um, through the same organization. Um, it's a little bit less since I'm also working part-time while I'm in D.C., um, but I'm still working on that, 60% yeah. there, so uh, looking for the other 40%. There you um, go. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, Restoration Church, if you want to know more, uh, I'm sure that Alex yes. would be very willing to talk. And just, just so you can know Restoration Church about how God has used uh, members of our church mm-hmm. um, to go out and share the gospel. And so if you have coffee and you don't end up supporting her financially, she's going to be okay with that. Yes, I am <laughs> completely okay with that. Um, I have also really enjoyed just sharing what yeah. God is doing in the Middle East because it's something that hasn't been seen um, through, I've heard from so many workers who have been there for 20 years, 15 years. Um, this is unprecedented how many people are coming to know and follow Jesus. So yeah. I would love to share that more yeah, of that with people. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to go out to coffee, uh, with Alex or whatever, or have her over, you know, some community groups have had her and will have her into the groups to share. So she would love to talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Alex, I praise God for God's grace in your life Thank and your you. passion to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Christ. Amen. Uh, yeah, specifically <laughs> talking about, about women and teaching them who they are in Christ if they trust in him. So just a wonderful thing. So yeah. sister, press on toward Jesus. And Thank Restoration you. Church, may we press on and continue making disciples in Washington, D.C. and beyond. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Restoration Church Life Podcast. May God continue to give us the grace to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ in Washington, D.C. and beyond.